temperature test him. He's been hot. Can you believe it? Eddie's back. All hail Eddie. What about this from ball inside? 50 Cottrell. From nowhere. Cottrell from 45 directly in front. The Blues are up by Kiki Fabulous. Have a look at him. Back there for Cripps. Spins out of traffic. Through one. Pass another. Jones his class. Gets it back from Betts. Hey, Blue Baggers, Jed Zetzer here with my co-host, Harrison Hyman's Bolt, welcome. Hey, how are we? I'm good, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Good to be back here again. Uh, we said we'd do it when we made some movements, and today we had a big day. A lot of movements movements going on at the football club. Adam Chera, Bolt, we're going to kick it off there. That's the only place we can start this podcast. The big dog? Pick six and a future third-round pick traded to the Fremantle Dockers for Adam Chera. Initial reaction? No, nah, very fair. Very good trade for us. Very um, happy. Yeah, no, nah, can't ask for much more on that front, to be honest. We got our man, um, didn't have to give up more than what he's probably worth, I'd say. Um, and he's going to be a very good player. He's very young. Um, and yeah, I've watched quite a bit of him and you know, he'll be great. He'll be brilliant for us. He will be. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be very exciting to see uh, how he plays next year. I've got no doubt he's going to be a very, very good player for our football club. Uh, just very quickly, a tweet's just come in from Luke Sayers. Carlton Football Club is a destination club. Well done, Brian Cook, Brad Lloyd, Nick Austin, and the recruiting team. We have Michael Voss, Ash Hansen, Aaron Hamill, Tim Clark, Adam Chera, George Hewitt, and Lewis Young on board. Reset complete. Now we go to work. Yep, we've got to go to work. And I love that from, from Luke. It's an amazing tweet, because, to be honest. You know, the job's not done yet. The job hasn't even started yet. You know, we've laid some really nice foundations over the last you know month. And now we've just got to see it, you know, take place on, take action on the field, really. And Adam Chera, those comments that he made on Patrick Cripps were pretty cool. He said, I was picking his brain about the playing group. He's a popular character. I was amazed at his balance of being a mate with the boys, but also a leader in that formal role at the club. And he said that that sealed his decision to become a blue. It's nice. You know, you can tell, I think we've always been pretty adamant on the fact that, you know, Cripps being the captain's the right call. Yes. You know, he's a leader of the club, you know, he leads by example, but... It's great that Chera is excited by that. And, you know, he said, you know, how Melbourne pitched to him and he's happy where he's landed. So, Mm. we just need buy-in. We do. We do. So, Adam Chera becomes a blue. The big move of the day and probably the biggest move of the trade period so far and could end up being overall. But uh, the next move was a big one. Sam Petrovsky Seedon traded to the West Coast Eagles in a three-way deal which saw us acquire Lewis Young. I must admit, it's not, you know, it's not the most exciting recruit, but you feel as if this is just another move, which is just clever, just adds a bit of depth in a position that we really need. Yeah, it was just a logical move, really. And like Lewis Young's going to have way more worth on our list than what Sam Petrovsky said and ever will. Mm. Um, you know, you know, I've been pretty anti petrovsky Seedon for a long time. And I just think, you know, when we analyze players, we have to analyze for what they're worth on the field. And, you know, I think we have to... You know, it's, there has to be a point in time where we depart from the draft pick that they were drafted at. 
as in him being a pick six is irrelevant because he doesn't perform anywhere near what you'd value a pick six at. What did, what did Will Brody go for, Bolton? He was a pick five. He or was a pick nine. Pick I nine. Um, and he, 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 he was sent off with a pick 19 for yeah. like a future second. I know. And that was a bizarre deal in itself, that whole It was salary a salary dump, dump but... But, you know, Petreski Seaton, he's just nowhere, like, not good enough in the slightest. And, you know, his career wasn't going anywhere at Carlton. It's the right move for him, right move for the club. And we get some key position depth out of it. So, it's, you know, it's hard to complain with that. Absolutely. And we wish him all the best at the Eagles. Uh, and we'll look ahead to uh, Lewis Young. Very excited for uh, Cheran Young. Big deals to add to uh, the George Hewitt edition. Now, Bolt, some D-listings have come through this afternoon, which were... Very interesting, I'll say. Um, I feel like we knew that they were going to come, but they were always going to be stiff when they came. So we'll start off with Sam Ramsey because two years in the system in COVID-riddled years had a very difficult time and really very little little opportunity to develop, but unfortunately wasn't able to impress enough in his 24 months at the club and he has been delisted. Yeah, and it's hard to have a leg to stand on when you haven't played. Mm. A senior game, and I feel like if you like, like, it's that old saying, you know, if you're good enough, you'll play. I think we have to depart from giving players all these cop outs about all these, you know, excuses that we give them. You know, at the end of the day, if you're not, you know, Petrovsky Seaton, you know, he's been carried with excuses for a long time. At the mm. end of the day, if you're not good enough, you're not good enough. You know, I agree. You know, and you can obviously, there's obviously factors to everything, but we can only analyze them for on field, and we never got to see Ramsey, which is obviously a shame for him, but. You know, it's hard to disagree with both D-listings. I agree. Look, my opinion on this is it was probably stiff that he wasn't given a crack this year because he had some really good games in the VFL. And yeah, he strung together a pretty good month at one point and was an emergency. I think he was carried over to... Uh, which game was it yeah, that he was the... he was carried. I forgot which game, but he was. Um, so he got real close. But the Didn't thing quite... was, he, he was never even a medical sub. So never even nah, a no. 23. I know. It was just... And no. I guess the last month of the year, if he wasn't able to no. you know, crack yeah. in then, it wasn't going to happen for him. So yeah, Sam Ramsey delisted in the other one. Michael Gibbons. Now, this one is going to shock a lot of people. Uh, he he never missed a game when fit. So he never played VFL for the Northern Blues or the Carlton Reserves. Uh, and whenever fit, he was in the 22. Now, he did miss you know a few games, but it was through injury. So this is an interesting one because... Since he's walked through the doors, he's always been a best 22 player. And, you know, today he was not offered a contract for next year, which is, you know, I I can understand why that can be seen as very stiff. But I also, I sort of like it because you can see that they're, you know, they're they're saying, you know, we're we're done with this this mediocre, the mediocrity, I guess. Yeah, I, I just think it's reminiscent of taking a step forward as a club in the list. You know, we can't. You know, I've been just going on about it for so long. We can't be holding on to these guys because they show glimpses here or there or because they're, you know, average players. You know, Michael Gibbons isn't going to take us to the next level. And it's more the fact, you know, if he's contracted, you're not going to blink twice, you know, if he's still on the list next year. But, like, was his footy worth giving another contract to? Like, no, it Mm. wasn't. And, you know, his start to the 2021 season was very poor. I it really his, was. I thought his start was really good. Maybe at the very, very start. He had he, a good game against Collingwood. Great. He, he, I reckon his first... Who do we play in round three? 
Um, was it Fremont? I think his first couple games, his game against Richmond was good in round one. Yeah, no, and he was good against Collingwood. But you that know, was probably one of his he best got games to a point the club. Where he was dropped after round eight, and then brought in as the medical sub in round nine. And then just, I think he even played a game in the back pocket at the SCG against Sydney. So you could see he was he was on the he was on the brink of mm. you know being excluded, and like you know, injury probably occurred at a very bad time for him. Mm. But you know. I think he probably got the most out of himself, but you know those v- those guys that are just really, really good in the VFL. In the VFL, it's just very hard to take that next step up to become a weekly contributor. And I guess the fact it, that it, it is stiff, but like, I'm not surprised and I'm not upset about it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's. I, I'll say this: I do think it's very stiff, considering I think he was one of those players on the list who would have been very dedicated, doing all the right things. But at the same time, you know. I, <sighs> It's stiff, but yeah, it's 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 a move that you know shows ambition and shows. It- I I just think we're we're you know deviating away from the standard, you know, just holding on to these players on the basis that they play, because yeah. at the end of the day, these guys shouldn't be playing. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. So, do you think? Well, we haven't listed any rookies yet. That that will have to come. We've got too many rookies on the yeah. list. Do you think that, you know, there will be any more senior listed players delisted? The only other one who is out of contract is Lockie O'Brien. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think they'll wait and see with the trade. I think he'll be okay, though, O'Brien. I mm. think he'll get a one-year deal. Um, I I hope he does. I think he will. And the, and look, if you if the, if the it did come down to O'Brien versus Gibbons, as in you're probably going to have... A slightly higher ceiling with O'Brien because you just you know what it's you're also get from a position Gibbons. in need. We do exactly, need wingers, exactly. Um, you know, and with Gibbons, you know, you got Fisher, you got Fogarty, and you know Cunningham if fit in that in that high and obviously Jack Martin in that high half forward role, mm. and then you know you got those Fogarty. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of players who we've got who can play that role. I think. Yeah, I just think. It's just very stale. I think it, I, I commend them for the move because, you know, those decisions are hard to make. And he's 27 by round one next year as well. So age wasn't really on his side mm. with the standard he was delivering. So I've got no issues about it. Uh, this is going to be, you know, an interesting week, I guess. So we've got six days left of the trade period. Yep. Do you think we'll be involved in any other dealings? I saw there was some talk about us trying to trade back into the first round of this year's draft by moving our future first round pick, but I don't, I don't know if it's. I guess you know you could, you can make arguments for both. I'm very conservative with trading future first round picks, especially, so I'd probably prefer them not to. But as in, they might see it as just getting an extra year into a draftee. But I feel like you know we've already got three or four speculative high draft picks in Philp. Kemp, Durden, and Carroll, who are really... They're fresh draftees in their own right. They mm. haven't really played senior footy. So I'm not sure if it's necessary to try and get another one in. I, I just think almost just steady, take it into next year and see what we can do next year. Yeah, maybe put a bit more time into those players that we've currently got. Yeah. Uh, now, this is going to be interesting. Hawthorne, uh, it looks like there might be a bit of a culling coming at the Hawks. Uh Yes. Can you like give a, us a bit, a, of inf- well, a bit of info? There was a cryptic president's email sent out by Jeff Kennett just saying they're going to be making tough decisions. He needs the fans to understand it. So you assume that's going to land in the ballpark of Mitchell O'Meara Wingard. Maybe it's Gunston Bruce, mm. the older blokes. Who knows? Who knows what's happening at Hawthorne? But something's brewing because they have been very, very quiet. They now, haven't. The only move they've made is 
Well, they didn't even make the move. Just Tim O'Brien went to Bulldogs. Now, That's- if you had to pick one of those players that we'd trade our future first round pick for... Yeah, well, obviously, uh, Tom Mitchell, 100%, is the clear best of the... I'll speak about the three middle-aged players rather than Bruce and Gunson. He's clearly, clearly like the best of the three. And you can never have too many midfielders on your list. So, Tom Mitchell's obviously the one. who would come at a pretty hefty price, mm. I'd say. Oh, as in, you'd assume. But, you know, that that all... You wouldn't have an issue with any of them. I'm, I doubt we're going to put our... I doubt we're going to be in the ballpark for him. I, I, it's just, How old's Mitchell? 27, maybe even 26. Is he Paddy Cripps' age? I reckon he's a bit older. I reckon he's 28. Having a look now. I, if he's... So, yeah, he is. He's 29 in the middle of next year. See, I don't know if I'd give up a future first for that. Yeah. He's, as good as he still, is. You're still going to get a lot of footy out of him. You no, reckon? Yeah. like Three or four years is still a lot of footy. And for you know, for a future first though, yeah. which which is probably going to be a top ten pick. Well, they'd be banking on it not to be if you're going to get Tom Mitchell in the door. Um, no, I'd be I'd be willing to move it for someone like that. I just think it's what about for O'Meara? How old's O'Meara? He'd be younger. He debuted 2013, so he'd be what 27. Mm. So no, I'd move it for O'Meara as well. As in, they're class players that you're getting into the club, and they're, they're... yeah, O'Meara's. 28 by round one next year. Okay. I don't think I'd do it. I, I, I'm just as good as they are, and you can call me crazy because they're both absolute A-graders. I just, for me, a future first round pick, the position we're in, I feel like if we were, if we had made the eight this year, I would have done it because you, you're sort of doubling down on the fact that you're contending. But we just don't know yet. You never know what no, can come next year. And, 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 and that's all. That's always been my hesitance with trading future picks because you just don't know what's going to happen in 12 months' time. But I, I, they're two guys that you know are going to slot in and play really good footy. So <clears> I, yeah. I, I wouldn't have an issue with it at all. I, I'd implore them to go ahead with it, but it smells like a Richmond deal. It really. They've got five picks, I think, in the 28 or something. Mm. So, And plus their future picks. So they're readying themselves. It'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting what happens at Hawthorne. I don't think we'll be involved. I doubt we'll be involved. I'd love us to do something else before the end of the period. Yeah, well, it's just... Very no, unlike Carlton getting all of our work done early. I know. The last two years have been a nightmare in that regard. It's just... I don't know. It's just... I guess it's, you know, that's why they've left O'Brien unsigned. He's that last senior list spot if they are going to bring in someone else. Mm. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Uh, I think so. We since we last recorded, uh, Ash Hansen has come on board as the forward line coach and the senior assistant coach. Yep. Any opinion on that, or just I think he comes with a pretty fair reputation. Mm, I think he um, was highly sought after. He was Geelong and the Bulldogs wanted him to take that role as the senior assistant at their respective clubs, and he chose Carlson, which is I, they'd be pretty happy with that for sure. Yeah, um, lots of years in the system, and Tim Clark comes back to Carlson as well after a stint at the Gold Coast. So the coaching. So that's panels, an interesting one. It is interesting. So do, do you what? Can you tell us much information about Tim Clark? I don't know too much about him to be honest. Is he going to be the midfield coach? I think so. Yeah. And what was he before at Carlton? Was he maybe the forward line coach before Cam Bruce? No, I'm not a hundred percent sure to be completely honest. But it, look, he was there in the in the Bolton era, and look, I don't know. It's hard. It's very hard to know. You know, we'll see how they go as a group. It's going to be you know. It's a very fresh coaching list. 
It's a complete under the new under the new senior coach. It's a complete it's, overhaul. It's just one big unknown. It is. They've completely stripped back the club, which is what needed to happen because it was just such a stale environment and results weren't going anywhere. Mm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, fifteen wins in the last two years, although it's an improvement from what it was under Bolton, it's nowhere near good enough. No, like eleventh and thirteenth is pathetic, really. Yeah, um, with the list we've got, it's just capable of a lot more. Well, yeah. The list, the list still has to prove themselves as well. But it'll be very interesting what happens. Look, they've got you know all all these cop outs that the players get about development and culture and the environment. I'm not sure how much longer we can let them fly with that for. Mm. You, know, you know, these players have to start taking account accountability, and you know, our players eight to twenty two have to step up. To the, they have to step up in a big way. I've said this uh, on the last show. I, I'm very keen to see the difference it makes with with all due respect to Tegan Bolton and even Malthouse. I'm keen to see how we perform with a, with someone who could potentially be a half-decent coach. I think even if Voss is half-decent, we will see such a dramatic improvement. Well, you can't get worse than what we've had the last two years. You can't. So there will be a very... There will be obviously... As in, we've seen it from you know when the president appointed, when when the review came out, and when the president appointed Voss. There's going to be a big, big emphasis on defence, which is going to be massive for us mm. because the defending was just abysmal. As in, in terms of the group defending, you know the the midfield has to work both ways. It's going to be very interesting. I'm I know it's early and I know it's hard to judge, but I am very, very impressed with Luke Sayers' start at the club. I think yeah, well, he has he, shown a clear intent, he has shown to, intent to steer this club in the direction of worrying about on the field yeah. rather than off the field. For and sure. that's been our issue for the last decade, and hasn't it? Looks it looks like all the moves that have been made have been very diligent. Calculated. Calculated is the word. Um, that is the word. So, look, he's gotten what he wanted, mm. you know, to a pretty large extent, I guess. Um, and we've, you know, nailed, you know, the plays that we're bringing in. Chair is going to be massive. It's. I'm telling you, it's going to be massive for us. I, oh. I think Chera Walsh, like that, could be one of oh, the best if, like, one-two if, if punches. Paddy, if Paddy Cripps even touches the form he was at in 2018-19, like doesn't even have to get there if he touches that standard. Mm. It's just enormous. And like, I think in a better team he will. Uh, that's a big three. Um, Chera is just going to be huge. It, it, it's a very good signing. A 22-year-old midfielder, you know really could have picked his own club. I know yeah. that, you know, it was logistically hard for some clubs to get him, but at the end of the day, if he wanted to go somewhere, they'd make it work. So it's massive that they had the ability to bring him in given what the off-season drama we've had. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting. It's exciting that, you know, players like that want to still come to the club. Um, yeah. Just got to, you know, you've, you've just got to play for the title that you come across with. Just before we end the show, I wanted to ask you, uh, regarding Hewitt's, I've seen a couple of comments. I saw one... I think it may have been David King. I'm not going to say it was David King because I'm not 100% certain, but it was on that uh, Fox footy show that he's on. Someone said it, it's an indictment on the Carlton Football Club that they haven't been able to develop a player to play that role that Hewitt plays and that we've had to go out and get one. What What would you say to that? Well, what's the issue? Like, I, we've gone and solved the solution, as in... Yeah, like we haven't been able to develop in a lot of areas, and that's a fact. But we've 
gone about rectifying that issue by getting someone that can play it. So I don't know mm. how he's turning that into a negative. Mm. And we haven't given up anything for him either. No, I, I, that's just so. That's just so silly. Yeah, he said it's an indictment on the club that we haven't been able to develop someone to play that position. Well, yeah, it probably is, but that shouldn't then take away from the recruit itself because mm. um, we've gone and rectified that issue we've, by getting someone that can play it. So what would he rather us, what, try and do it for the next three years and, you know, run the risk of failing? Like, it's a safe pick. Hewlett's just going to be so safe. He'll slot in. He won't be very glamorous. You're not going to see a lot of him, but he'll be in there on all fours. Yep. Well, Bolt, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, be sure to tune in now. We launched our first Twitter space last night. We, we're not 100% sure what we're doing there. It's uh, our first time doing it, but every night for the remainder of the trade period, 8 p.m. on our Twitter, we will be hosting Twitter space. So it uh, gives everyone an opportunity to jump on board. You can ask questions. You can talk to us, have your say. We'd love to hear from as many blue baggers as possible. So hop onto Twitter at Blues Footy and uh, yeah, it went join well. Us. The first night went well. It did, oh, mate. I'm loving, I like hearing people's voices. Yes, I'm liking putting some voices to the names that we see on Twitter regularly. It was good to uh, it was good to chat chat to some of the people who we regularly engage with, but have never had the opportunity to actually speak to. So it's a nice little initiative, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing it for the remainder of the trade period. Yep, Bolt. Thank you. No worries. Quick, nice and easy one. We'll be back to do it again uh, if something else happens. We'll be back for a full trade period wrap uh, when it all ends. But if a bombshell happens before then, we'll be back to do an emergency pod. Uh, But yes, other than that, we'll be back at the end of the period. Bolt, thank you. Good business. Very good. And uh, Blue Baggers, thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Blues Footy Podcast, the second installment of our trade period series. Thank you. Against the famous old dark moon